In the wrestling world, the people are represented by two separate but unequally important groups. The wrestlers and bookers, who literally do all the hard work, and the fans, who endlessly nitpick and overanalyze everything they do. These are their stories. Hey! It's Warhorse and you need to shut your mouth, open your eyes, and clean out your ears, because it's time to listen to the Raw and Order Podcast. That's right, they're bringing you the best in all that meaty podcasty goodness in one, what is it, an hour, two, who cares, who gives a shit? You need to listen to it right now, or else Warhorse is going to, I don't know, roll your ass! Welcome to another episode of Raw and Order, the wrestling booking unit, the only wrestling podcast on the planet that is broadcasting a pre-recorded stream instead of doing a live stream tonight because we had uh, conflicts on our schedules and everything. I am your host, Detective Mark Smarts, and I'm joined, as always, by my partners in crime fighting, starting off, District Attorney Vincent K. Fay. What's going on, man? How are you? That, that, that. That intro still scares the shit out of me every time. <laughs> I mean, I was right there. I was right there. Yeah. yeah. Was, uh, you do not want your ass ruled. I'm a I'm a large man, and and Warhorse had me thinking my ass might be ruled. I'm mm-hmm. Terrified. And then he was like, "Oh, how'd I do? How'd I do? I like, yeah. <laughs> here's the here's the deal. Oh, nice please don't roll my ass. Super nice guy, uh, but this also well. scary. So, yeah. Also joining us from up north, RCMP JLB. What's going on, man? It goes on and on, good sir. Uh, you know, can't uh, I have a few things to complain about, actually, wrestling related. But uh, this is what the crime show is for. Uh, are you sure we're not live? I see a live thing there. That just means we're recording. It just means we're recording. That doesn't uh, show to the co- to people out there. They can't see uh, it. Nice. Record. Perfect. So, uh, yeah, no, not too shabby, not too shabby. <laughs> Interesting to record on a, a different day this time around. Yeah, it's uh, so, definitely uh, a different uh, feeling to us. We're not used to recording. We're recording this on Friday night. Normally, we do this on Sundays. So, but if anything happens big on Saturday, this might be something we we end up liking. Who knows? Yeah, who knows? Maybe maybe we switch to Friday nights. And, uh, Personally, it might be nicer for me because I don't have to work Saturdays anymore. Yeah, and so I can you don't sleep work in. Saturdays anymore. I I don't have morning morning uh, meetings hey. before court for on mm-hmm. Saturdays. Legit, get a for weekend Rangers. off. Yeah, nice guys. Yeah, yeah. might, might be something for us to think about. So here here's we'll what we're gonna we do. Like the feel of this. We'll see how we like the feel. But if uh, you're watching this, whether pre-recorded or uh, on the broadcast pre-recorded. Uh, let us know in the comments or hit us up on social media um, and let us know whether you uh, like the idea of us moving to a Friday night or maybe a different night of the week just in general for the live stream. The other, the other pieces, we're doing our year-end reviews, two of them, mm-hmm. um, both on Friday nights. So, so we're mm-hmm. going to get a good feel for, for how Friday nights treat us. Yeah, yeah, because here's the deal is uh, the, uh, the, this, this holiday season is going to suck. For us on Sundays, because you know all of the holidays. New on Year's, Saturday. yeah, yeah exactly. Christmas Day is Saturday. New Year's Day is Saturday. They're all back Sunday, to work you know, Mondays. We're like, oh, they're back to work Mondays. So food hangovers and everything. So yeah, 
So anyways, um, but yeah, so before we get into talking about wrestling this week, we're going to talk about TatnessCo.com because Raw and Order is part of the Tatness Co. Podcast Network. So you can head to the doobly-doos after the episode's over. You can click that TatnessCo.com link. You head on over to Tatness Co. And you get to see the other shows in the network to figure out what, what they have to offer or get to learn a little bit more about Tatness. And then uh, tell them we sent you and come back here for the next stream. That's as simple as that. Yep, just that simple. Tatnusco.com, right? Correct. <laughs> L- link is I mean, in the doobly-doo. <laughs> link is in the doobly-doos, but you can't really find the doobly-doos right now, so. Mm. You sure could if you wanted to. <laughs> Anyways, but we're going to go ahead and get into the uh, wrestling crimes for the week. Now, of course, because we're recording on Friday instead of Sunday, um we're not gonna know happened on saturday or sunday we're not gonna know on uh, if i'm correct this is the weekend of ring of honor's final show potentially of all time mm-hmm. um so we're not gonna know what happens on that we do know that per tony khan he has some sort of surprise or support lined up for it uh AEW related uh I would I would anticipate because they because Ring of Honor has been hit by a few COVID bugs, uh, including Bandito, their current world champion. Oh, um, wow. okay. can't show up to the show because he's got COVID. Damn. Uh, so, so because of that, they might be. It might just be a talent swap where they're sending some talent over there. I don't know. We'll find out, and we'll talk about it probably on Tuesday before we do the fantasy booking. But, yep. But for wrestling crimes, I'll open up the um, field to my co-hosts to see uh, who's got crimes for this week. So I guess I'm gonna make this a crime. I was debating whether just to make it a um, uh, what's the other one called that we make it what's commendation it? A, or misdemeanor? Misdemeanor, yeah, that's it. So I was gonna maybe make it a misdemeanor, but I think it'll be my crime. So. We had uh, Xia Lee premiere come debut on SmackDown uh, to help out Naomi because Naomi always deserves better. So why not a person debuting on SmackDown to help out Naomi? One thing Naomi Mike deserves Car- better, according to you. So why not have a rookie come and upstage her? <coughs> well played. Um, however, now listen, her, the only, the, few problems i have with exile debuting is this whole cgi uh electricity thing they're really making her out to be some kind of like superhero um and just her her vignettes made her seem more of a serious character with the comic book stuff i get it call comic books superheroes whatever but it seemed like it was going to be more of a serious um just a serious character than what they're going to make her out to be. And I think with what they're doing, it's she's going to fall in the shuffle and no one's going to care about her. Be great for merchandising sales. I'll give you that. Um, but I don't know. This is not the Xia Li we had from NXT at all. 
um, just too too superhero-y, too fantasy, uh, lightning bolts, this and that, and I'm just, I'm already hating it. Yeah, okay, I'll give it a chance. But honestly, with WWE, I feel like with what they've already done, I feel like I already know where they're going to go. Uh, so my accommodation, my accommodation is for, um, Jesus, my crime <laughs> is... Uh, the WWE booking and writers, and ultimately, uh, Zia Lee for agreeing to this yeah, stupid I mean, here's of cheesiness. I, I, I will take Zia Lee out of this crime because she really doesn't have any power. Yeah, you don't that's have a choice. Yeah, she, yeah, that's true, too. She, yeah. you know, she, she wasn't established like an, uh, like an Adam Cole or someone who had the ability to kind of veto some stuff. She, mm. she's effectively a rookie. Uh, who's being called up? She kind of has to do what she's told. Um, That's fair. Okay. Uh, so exactly. So I'll take her out of it. But no, I, I for the most part agree with you. Um, I'm I'm gonna expand your crime just a little bit. Teeny tiny. And, and say, um, I'm fucking sick of the WWE augmented reality CGI shit. Just in general. <laughs> All of it, right? Uh, Matt Riddle's uh, birds that fly out when he kicks off his shoes. Uh, the the really creepy Becky Lynch with the glasses, sunglasses. The um, all uh, all of this. Roman. Yeah. Well, yeah, Romans, the, I don't mind even. Uh, really, there's so much better stuff you could do there, though. Well, yeah, that, yeah there, there, who, there's another one that's got like a Bianca Belair. No, there's one. I'm trying to remember what it is. It's like, like a dragon or something in the air. God, I can't even remember. It's fucking stupid. They're all stupid. Uh, Randy Orton's Viper. Randy Orton's Viper might be might be the one I'm thinking of. There, but there's there's just a whole bunch of them. Like every single one of them comes out to the stupid augmented. Re- and and here I'm gonna say part of my frustration is, um, I I have frustration with WWE's product being so heavily focused on at-home television viewers and leaving the live audience in the in the dust, right? Yeah, yeah straight up. Um, it's already bad enough when you go to a live WWE show or AEW, because this applies to both or any of them, that you don't get to hear the ring announcers. You know, you don't get to hear the commentators, right? Right. Um, I get it, right? The commentators are for the live TV audience. You don't get to hear the commentators at a football game. You don't get to hear the commentators uh, at a basketball I mean, game or a baseball you game. You could, but there'd be some significant lag to it. Yeah, but it, it's it's already one of those things where you're already taking a hit there, but now you're missing a visual part of the thing. You know, the the all that CGI stuff, the people there can't see it. Because it's right. all digital, it's all put Wait, in post. There's not a giant inflatable Roman Reigns. Nope, there's not a giant inflatable Roman Reigns standing there. No, nope. very disappointing. There's Damn. indeed not. <laughs> um, and that's the deal. And so that's my biggest frustration is I'm like, up until CGI came along, all of the things that were added to entrances for people were stuff that applied to the live crowd too. The right. The um pyro, in the fact, music. probably was more enhanced for the live crowd because mm-hmm. you got to you get like the pyro goes off and there's a boom, you feel it in your chest, you feel it, yes, you know, and all this stuff, and, and it's and exciting for the and stuff like that, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, this is entirely not for the live crowd, 
And so I, I think it actually hurts WWE in this respect. Pyro gets the people in the crowd hyped and they go, yeah, and they pop. No one's popping for the CGI stuff because no one can see it, right? And right. so it doesn't enhance the live crowd experience and it doesn't enhance their reactions in any way. Which is part of what we pop off of is their reaction. Exactly. We at home mm-hmm. pop off their reactions. So, so I, or I mean, make it part of their entrance or like their, their entrance video or something so that the fans could at least kind of see it with what we're going to see. So it does like a pan back to the camera for us on the CGI. And then for like a video, you just have that. You know what I mean? Like for the for the fans there, it won't be, you know, it'll kind of be the same crowd. And I'm sure it's something they could just easily do. It's just a pre-recorded little thing. Hey, this is what well, it's going to look like. This is what the fans are seeing. Yeah, Not going to be it. as cool as seeing it in person because you're still well, seeing it on the screen. Yeah. Here, here's the deal. is it, it doesn't matter how you do it because if you're there live in the crowd, you're looking at the person walking down the ramp. You're not looking at the screen. Or if you are looking at the screen, you're looking at the screen of them walking down the ramp. So you're not, still not going to really notice that sort of stuff. At, at the same time, there was this uh, augment reality. I don't know if you guys have been seeing it. There was a show uh, where these uh, contestants uh, were in a back room and they were singing, but they had their AR out there and the judges were judging the ar so mm-hmm. i don't actually know if the judges are it's almost holographic but it's like uh no the judges fledged. are watching it on a screen right they're watching it on a screen okay yeah it's that, not it's, like a, that's just, that particular show is just simply about uh um perform performative styling for the music mm-hmm. it's like the voice only you get to dance mm-hmm. and you're not being judged on your or, look or the mask singer right. Or the mass singer, right? Okay, no, but I just wasn't sure. I'm like, do they do they have some kind of technology where they actually do get to see this? But they're just um, looking at it on a screen. On a okay. screen, yeah. Mm-hmm. Now okay. the other now, the other piece to this is that um, the augmented reality there replaced um, Pyro, so we have the abilities with. The, I, I truly feel like the next step for WWE is to create a more live experience at home than a unique experience at home. If they wanted to do that, some a, a partnership with with uh, with Oculus would be incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean yeah. the Yankees what? do it at Yankee Stadium. You buy your own tickets for an Oculus View. I think Smarks and I were talking about that the other day in private, um, and and you get a haptic speaker set as well mm-hmm. um that you can either wear for the full gaming vest or a strap-on haptic speaker um that would give you a whole new experience and that's the smarter move mm-hmm. rather than oh look what we can do we can create cgi characters yeah we could we can make birds fly out of matt riddle's feet and, even though that and makes not no good fucking CGI sense either no right no. Res- some of it's horrible residually redundant cgi that isn't that great and i and i think going i 
I'm sure they don't have the the best stuff either, but I mean, that's where it's going though, right? Like now their Facebook with the metaverse, there's this other thing coming out where you're going to do augmented reality, like visits with a wrestler, Braun Strowman is part of it and a bunch of other celebrities are a part of it. So I, I think that's WWE dipping its toes into just messing around with CGI and see how people respond. And then they're going to see if they maybe want to invest into augmented reality and so i will flat out say they do something where you have where if you were a haptic speaker and a a uh oculus or a a uh vr system and you're ringside boy they'll make especially if they bring back pyro the only thing you're missing is the heat from the pyro you can get the audio feature feel um the 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 haptic feel of it um that could be pretty impressive. Well, yeah, you, you put a person um, with a, a with a three hundred sixty degree camera, um, you know, like like the the cameraman who normally comes up right to the the ramp to to video the guy coming in. Yeah, <clears throat> you put a three sixty degree camera on his head, right, and then you allow people at home to view on Oculus, view on HTC Vive. Uh, you know, with it and get in that where now instead of watching it, you're literally right here with, yeah. with the guy. I mean, and you, you can, can see set it, these cameras up around. on the ring post. You could have, you know, obviously these are gaming type systems. So you mm-hmm. could literally just jump from camera to camera. Yeah. And well, I want to be on like the this. ramp. Yeah, With... like I said, put it on like on top of the cameraman's head. Put it on on top of the camera dolly, you know, that's going in here, so that you can literally be wherever the camera is, but still turn your head and look around and see whatever you want to, you know. And then, like you said, have it mic'd there, so you hear the extra. You still have the ring mic'd, so you can mm-hmm. feel the impacts. Yeah, all that, all that stuff. And but then no. your cable is going to get really pissed at you and say, hey, you're throwing away viewers away from watching it on TV. Make it it's so the only way you can qualify to purchase it is that you have the cable. Uh, yeah, I guess. So. Well, and on top of it, you, you simply you you tie it to it. You still go to commercial breaks. You still have the commercial. In fact, then you can go to advertisers and say, hey, if you present us a, a special vr version of your commercial where the people you know can look around and see your product from other angles or whatever you know mm-hmm. you, this is this is the way to adapt to new technology instead of bastardizing new technology this is the way dun, dun, dun. this is the way this i think it's also very expensive and the oh. amount of people that would actually do it. Because honestly, augmented reality if is you're paying, If you're paying, so let's pretend that you're paying $25 for an, a VR game via Oculus. We'll just use right. Oculus as the example. They are the, they are the windows right now of this. Um, right. And so let's say you're using Oculus and you're using a haptic feedback speaker. From any any brand you want. If you're paying for that and you already have that equipment, you'll pay five dollars extra to experience WrestleMania that way. Yeah. 
And I'm also going to point out that Oculus, really not that expensive anymore. No, it's not. Um, but if you you're can, already paying to be a part of these things, you're yeah. going to pay for for. You can the, buy Oculus at Walmart. Here, here's the other, do, you, do you know what company owns Oculus? Is it Facebook? It's Facebook. Oh, okay. It's Facebook. Um, let's see here. They've it's got the foundations the Oculus... of the metaverse. The Oculus Quest 2 is $199.99 on Walmart. 200 bones. How much do you pay for your PS5? Well, the bitchy part is I don't have a PS5. I don't still have a PS4. But PS5 is like 600 bones, 630. Mm -hmm. That's oh. Canadian. So Guess what? Uh, you can get the Oculus Quest 2 all-in-one that comes with uh, the headset, the... AR headset, the controllers, the extra mounts, the touch controller, and a pack, and all sorts of other stuff for less than a PS5. Um, yeah. Any haptic speakers come with that? Um, not directly with that. Body speakers? But, but he, 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 you, you want a little bit more, you can do the Oculus Rift 5, which is the one that connects to a PC, which is super thing. But that's still less than a PS5. And the um, messed up part is PlayStation's VR, so you can play their PlayStation VR games, is like stupid expensive mm -hmm. still. And it's like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, so, you know what I mean? So like, imagine, I, I want to play it, but uh, WWE, this is a segment where WWE has the money, has the innovation, could actually be ahead of, ahead of the game on this, just yep. offer it for pay-per-views. And suddenly, now there's something they can pay-per-view that isn't part of the cable um, system, it's the WWE network. That'd be cool. Of uh, uh, part of not WWE or 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 Peacock. It's something that you pay extra to get. You already have to have Peacock to get it or, or WWE Network to get it. And then you can order it and spend thirty dollars to sit and watch WrestleMania. How many uh, people would ringside. do that though? I don't know. Ringside? If I could feel the impact of the hits, uh, you won't feel the doing... impact. Okay, okay. So so here's here's the question, right? How much are tickets to WrestleMania? Twelve hundred bucks cheap seats. Twelve hundred bucks for cheap seats. I know seats, because right? we have direct flights to, to Dallas from our mm -hmm. area here. Yep. So twelve hundred bucks for the cheap seats to WrestleMania, right? But not everyone can get to WrestleMania, right? right. You know, um, I would have a hard time getting there right now. In a few months, maybe the things would be different, but right now I'd have a hard time justifying even just the time off from work right right um but it would be something that if if i already had an oculus or an htc vive and wwe offered hey here's a 200 dollars like you're there experience for wrestlemania you can't make it to wrestlemania but for 200 dollars you can experience it like you were there. And they test that out for one or two WrestleManias or just the big ones. For yeah. big ones, I would I could see that happening. That'd be but, cool. but here's the deal. Once you've got the technology, once you've got it all figured out, it's actually really cheap to roll it out to other ones, right? So for WrestleMania, you have a $200 package that you can uh, experience it from home like you're there. But then for the other ones like Backlash or, or whatever, you drop it down to $100, I mean, you know, experience. But or something like that. You, everyone's already got the stuff. You can make that extra money, right? You want to you want to increase your fan experience and try and get more people to be to buy into the Saudi deal. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. It's WrestleMania or Saudi shows. That's it. Well, no, and that, my thing is, is you you, you start know. having it for the other ones, but it may be a scaled back experience, right? You know, for WrestleMania, it's it's like you're right there next to the people, right next they're next to the wrestlers, right? But for you know, um, backlash or whatever, you just have a couple cameras around the ring, and one roaming camera on the cameraman, and that's it. Less choice for to do, not quite as immersive and all that stuff, but still an immersive thing. So, so the WrestleMania ones, the 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 big four ones, get you this really immersive. But the other ones are cheaper, but get you still a fairly immersive thing. Less Once you have the technology, have. it's actually cheaper to implement it on every single one necessarily than you know. So. And so you charge big the first year on the big four, and pay for all the technology to do it, mm-hmm. and yep. then that's it. And I mean, you can I, still charge AEW. Big on big AEW. If anybody from AEW listens to this, I challenge you to be the first to do this. Yeah, yeah beat up, WWE. Because, because this yeah. is this is a really cool idea that I it's, think especially we just since with all with. the quick cuts, especially with all the quick cuts that WWE does, you can be your own. Who is it? Bruce Pritchard that does the the camera no, stuff? Oh no, fucking! Um, um, oh god, totally blanking Anyways. on his name. Pete Dunn, not Pete Dunn. Uh, Dunn, uh, Dunn, Kevin Dunn, Dunn. Uh, Kevin Dunn. That's yeah. it. Uh, you can be your own Kevin Dunn, so to speak. You're on your control room, right? You have a bunch of cameras. You flip. I'd, to, I'd almost pay two hundred dollars to I'd... not watch the Kevin <laughs> Dunn feed, <Exactly. laughs> especially during Roman holds. Yeah, yeah. Fuck yeah. It. Roman wrestled seventy-five different camera views, four seconds. Boom, 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 boom. Even his ooh is like three separate camera angles. Ooh. ooh. <laughs> wow. But, but and, and, you know, then, yes, you do want to choose it. I think that you have to have that available on video so that you can come back and watch it again from a different angle. Mm-hmm. I will warn anybody who chooses to watch that when they watch pro wrestling, you will ruin your experience. Your suspension of disbelief, if you're on the wrong camera angle, will be ruined yeah. by it. That, that's oh. part of why I like the idea of having having the camera on the cameraman rather than mounted in necessarily static locations around. Yeah, because then yeah. at least they have a little bit of control over. That's true. That disbelief. Oh, it's true. Yeah, that would be messed up. Yeah. I mean, e- but, e- even seeing that from the but live, that happens. Yeah, it, but live it ruins it. I mean. I I physically watched Shane McMahon completely with and Roman Reigns go, Ugh! you know, like he got just belted Oops. live from the cheap seats. I could tell nothing was making contact. I was like, oh, <laughs> that's great. That's true, and we still go for that. So you know, just just don't don't think that you're gonna see better hits because some of them right. just won't even make contact. Won't even make contact. Exactly. The the only thing I don't want WWE to do is to take this to the next step and strap a camera onto the wrestler. No, no, because that'll make you sick. Um, even if it doesn't make you sick, it'll ruin the the. Because if you're if you're literally on the wrestler, you're gonna see that that. Dropkick doesn't come close. But the cameraman who stand who gets thrown in front of Roman for the spear, 
that would be pretty cool to be in that position. And yeah, get a haptic hit maybe and- some moments like you have like uh, OMG moments or something. So they'll they'll have one for a spear or like the, the finishers. Wrestler. They'll just have for like the finishers kind of thing. You but know what I mean? Not on the wrestler because I don't want to see the wrestler. Yeah. Not on the wrestler. No, right, not on the wrestler. But like some sort of different yeah. angle that Here. no one else would get. Here, here's the deal for AEW. Put it on Brandon Cutler. He's already yeah, coming he out with the Young Bucks. He's already yeah. coming out with the Young Bucks. He's already videotaping for BTE. That right. behind the scenes footage goes on BTE all the time. So just have a camera on him that gives the VR during that. Anyways, AEW, listen to us. We smart. I, I, I think this was We're not stupid. One of our better ideas that we've ever come up with here. Yeah, it's about the point. But to to back to JLB's original part though, I. I want to say, um, raise your hand if you're surprised that WWE is ruining the Zia Lee launch. Oh, raise my hand. Surprised. surprised? Oh, no. I'm not oh, surprised. geez. None of us are raising our hands. <laughs> Put the hand down. I'm going to Donald down. Trump my Donald drink down. out of that so that both my hands stay down. <laughs> <laughs> Donald Trump drinks like that? He did yeah. want some people made fun of <laughs> it. It was a glass of water. And he. <laughs> <laughs> my precious and then he sipped it and... yeah just this yeah it was oh was that where his like hand shook or something <laughs> i gotta find that after my, my three-year-old drinks out of a cup more but you're sipping it on bud <laughs> that's to keep my hands down that's all i was doing just to keep my hands down anyway yeah i i mean we know they're going to botch any any introduction. They botch live, live especially with Asians, bro. With Asians, they always get them in this like, oh, you got to be a, a kung fu master or a karate person the, or the a thing, samurai the, or a... the thing with Zaylee is she's she's a professional karate fighter. Yeah, she was legitimately a she's martial a, artist. An, an amazing kick. Yeah, I believe it's kung fu, but anyways. But uh, but uh, yeah, she she's a legitimate martial artist, and and that was her that was her whole gimmick. That's why they signed her originally. In fact, she she's she is actually a perfect example of the sort of one that WWE that NXT 2.0 really wants. She's she like not a professional wrestler. Next yeah. in line, yeah. Yep, she was not a professional wrestler. She was a martial artist that WWE found and cultivated into a professional wrestler. Um, but here, here's the deal. It's, you know, you, you mentioned that you don't like this whole superhero sort of gimmick. I don't know if you saw the news about one of the um, future pitches that Johnny Gargano turned down when he chose to not to resign. No, I didn't. But that was uh, they were going to send him to the main roster. And he was going to be paired with Nikki A.S.H. Oh, my God. As a superhero. Oh Jesus! Thank God that was turned down. Was his, was his nickname going to be Hurricane? Because that would have been, you know. <laughs> I'm surprised that they haven't. Because um, Shane Helms is backstage. He's one of their agents. Um, yeah. They put put the suit back on him and pair him up with Nikki. Yeah, he doesn't have to get in the ring. Just have him. Have her consult with him in in vignettes. In vignettes, yes. Mm-hmm. Yep, would love that. 
That'd be cool, at least. Uh, especially she's down in her dumps. Perfect timing. They might just do that, actually. Because now she's all down. Jerry Law, a fan was talking to Jerry Lawler, wasn't talking to her. So now she needs some like pick me ups and what's her face doesn't know what to do anymore. She's trying to help her. Hey, you know what? I got a real life superhero to help you out. And then bam, Hurricane comes in. Like yeah. WWE most likely will be doing that yeah. now, I feel. Or they'll just completely miss the boat. So they're gonna listen, they're gonna ignore our really good idea about Oculus and so i i have one question you said something about uh jerry lawler not talking to her that seems like a win in my book oh no very valid but i mean like i i just meant that whole little saga thing she got disappointed like uh, yeah definitely a win for sure <laughs> jerry lawler should never ever talk to any sort of young athlete female. ever female i'm i'm fine with jerry lynn not talking Jerry Lynn. Jerry Lynn. Jerry. Oh. Jerry Lynn can talk. <laughs> Jerry Lynn can talk. Jerry Lawler. Yeah. You don't. You don't want to hear the puppies. No. Nope. Sure don't. You got to go more high pitch. It's puppies, Jr. Sounded like a weird. Oh my God. Um, like... I, feel, I feel like we just created two cartoon characters that are really irritating and annoying. <laughs> Sounds about and, right. And somehow or another, not as annoying as Jerry Lawler. <laughs> and, and somehow, probably still going to be better than Rey Mysterio's Cartoon Network show. What? Did oh, I say that out loud? Oh, oh, no. Did we just Too bring soon. up another crime from one person? <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah, save some for the rest of us here, bud. <laughs> booyaka, booyaka, low ratings. Booyaka, booyaka. I don't know, Cartoon Network. I mean... Seriously, if there's a if there's a WWE star that has all the colorful mm. and excitement, the diaper wearing magic designed for children, gears. that is the one. Yes, mm -hmm. let's let's. I mean, it's designed for babies. Every time I see him, it looks like he has a new diaper on. It's really messed up. I just just. I mean, another here's crime. the deal: is I I'm I'm all for them doing uh, Rey Mysterio instead of doing a a WWE Legends Ultimate Warrior cartoon. Woo! Or like the camp to be stuff. I don't know. I mean, can you imagine the promos of a cartoon? All the little warriors, except the, the black ones, of and the, the gay, gay ones. ones. <laughs> Rest in peace, warrior. We're dicks, no. but so were you. No, I'm. I I I loved Warrior growing up, and I loved his promos. But I'm not gonna say rest in peace, Warrior man. The dude was a Jesus. Jesus. Anyways. Um, sociopath, yeah, 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 homophobe, sociopath, narcissistic, narcissistic. Anyways, we'll go ahead and move on to the next crime. DA Fabe, you got a crime for me? I think I did three crimes. Uh, I mean, yeah, you kind of did. My bad, it's <laughs> all right, and it still only took us 30 minutes. 30 minutes. <laughs> so, What's your crime? What's your crime? Um, well, I, I mean, I'm gonna go, go with a, a positive crime. Hey. Uh, to WWE. Oh. Um, got it. No. Oh my God. No. Damn it. Sorry. I'm, um, I'm going to start randomly doing that during the middle of your. But time. also, but, but also, <laughs> but also a, a negative crime to WWE. Um, you got to be more aware of what's going on in a person's life, of, of the things that are going on, of how they're approaching the ring. Um, Jeff probably shouldn't have been in the match last Friday. 
Um, and he was. Uh, props to Jeff for leaving the match, realizing he was in, not in the condition to do it. We don't know for sure why he left the match. We don't know what was going on. What we do know, God, I can see the bug right now. Uh, what we do know <laughs> is that he left and that he did not uh, declined to go to rehab. But we don't even know that he was he had been drinking or anything no. like that. Yeah, um, there's no evidence, nothing, nothing, no reports of that yeah. being solidified. Um, we do know that he he declined to go to rehab and was released. Um, good for WWE to release him if if he was declining rehab and he needed it. Yeah, good uh, for bad, WWE for offering the rehab. For offering it, yeah. um, bad for WWE if if he was if he was actually under the influence and went out to the ring and does what he does. Um, <laughs> you endangered five people. You endangered mm-hmm. six people. And a referee and other people out there, and you need to be more aware of what's going on when before they're even going out to the ring. Gives you well, flashbacks so, to a certain TNA pay per view. Yeah, yeah. Well, and that's the thing, right? So that's what I was thinking when I was watching that uh, house show because I watched the full house show match, and Jeff Hardy was doing decent. SmackDown, dude. It was no, a house the thing show. of the house show. It was a super oh. show. It was a super show. Oh, on Saturday. I thought it was SmackDown. No, no, no. It was like a super show in Texas uh, on the Saturday. And Saturday he was doing show. decently well, though, yeah, until until he got, like, shoved, and then he just fell randomly. And then I'm like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Something kicked in, and now he's really just yeah. completely That was kind of the, the speculation originally was that he got injured somehow during it. But then... The well, he was looking the offer, sluggish. The offer for rehab. The offer for rehab and the and the um, commensurate firing makes you think there's more to it than that. No. Well, there he was sluggish no... going into the ring, though. He was very sluggish. His eyes were a bit dazed. He was holding onto his stomach, like so. It looked like a lot of things. Was he injured? Was it food poisoning? Was it just? Whatever you know what I mean. So we don't know, but obviously Jeff's wife is really uh, up and at him to say like, "Hey, and like if you don't know what's going on, you shouldn't report." Uh, commenting on the Brian Sapp's reporting there, uh, or Sean Sapp, whatever. Sean Russell. Uh, that's it. And like, and then she also retweeted X Pac's whole comment on rehab about going to rehab and how it might not necessarily be uh the one that's gonna fix you but yeah sure but you know like what do you want there to be to do like yeah. you know i mean in, in the end um i'm all for giving people benefit of the doubt but um with jeff hardy we've been down this road multiple multiple times before i mentioned yeah. victory road uh in tna but that this isn't even the the first potential relapse in his most recent wwe run Right, you know, oh, he's been fired twice from WWE, right? So, mm-hmm. once was for personal reasons. He's second time, once. yeah. So, second time was uh, because of uh, sub- either substance abuse or alcohol abuse, whatever. So they fired him, um, and then the Victory Road shenanigans, and he also went to Impact twice. So yeah. he's been on this road for quite but a while. And it's my point is, this is wasn't even on this most recent run. He, he got sent home 
and uh, got arrested for drunk driving just like mm. two years ago, three years ago on this most recent run, right? I mean, WWE has... That's has why it's called extension. extension. Mm-hmm. Yeah, WWE has been more than patient and more than um, forgiving with him on this. But in the end, if it uh, walks like a duck and quacks like a duck and looks like a duck, I'm uh, apt to believe it was substance abuse problems. I, I, I'm at the very minimum going to protect the other wrestlers that are involved. Mm-hmm. I'm at very minimum going to protect the fans that are involved. Yeah. I'm at the very I, minimum going to do what I can to protect Jeff. And, and that means even if he didn't, even if he wasn't intoxicated, even if he wasn't, um, here's the he walked through the crowd and could have gotten himself badly injured. Yeah. Like, it, did you it, see the video of the, of the, uh, security guard running after him to make sure he's yeah. safe? Yeah. In the end, um, sometimes it's the promoter's job to protect the wrestler from themselves. Right. And, and and here's it. We've given AEW or termination or yep. yeah, you know, and we've given AEW crap for for similar things, uh, involving his brother uh, Matt Hardy, the whole um, um, backstage uh, spot at um, some stampede one or whatever. Yeah, yeah the, the the Sammy Guevara one. Sammy Guevara one. Yeah, I'm yeah. trying to remember which pay per view it was. It was Double or Nothing. Either way, that much. Anyways. 2020. Anyways, um, you know, he had that botched spot in the in the back, a very likely concussion at it. Um, and he waved off the the referee and the trainer and said, I want to finish the match. And they did really quickly go to the finish and do the, the finish really quickly. But in the end, we we on this very show went off on AEW because that's the situation where you as a promoter have to make the call. The 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 wrestler is not in the right mindset to make the call as to whether or not, regardless of whether it's injury or substance mm-hmm. abuse or substance or whatever. Or whatever. The my 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 indictment to WWE is if it was substance abuse, he shouldn't have been able to make it to the ring. Mm-hmm. Well, same indictment. I had we done a podcast uh, in 2008 when Jeff went to the ring uh, to face Sting. Um, they, he it shouldn't have, he shouldn't have even had the chance to make it past Gorilla, mm-hmm. like they're oh Bishop there tried be doctors to stop checking him right? out twenty yeah. minutes beforehand, you know. Yeah, I mean in the Victory Road thing, uh, you actually see Bischoff trying to stop him before he comes out, and he pushes past. Um, and at that point, uh, I think uh, TNA did everything right from that point on, where they're like, "Listen, we're not going to let him wrestle a full match." And they go to Sting and say, you put him down and you hold him down. This will be a shoot pen, right? We're not going to let him wrestle. We're not going to let him try to do a swanton or any of that stuff. Yeah. Put him down immediately and hold him down for a three count so that we can just get this done. Um, And that was obvious substance abuse. Yeah. This one wasn't. This one may have been an injury. It could be. The, the only thing that indicates to us that we that there may have been substance abuse involved mm-hmm. is the, the report reports. Sentence. Yeah. As to why, as to why he's been been let go, but that doesn't mean any anything here. It means it may mean, hey, you were on pain medication because you were injured, and you didn't tell us you were injured. So we think mm-hmm. you have a substance problem, yep. you know. And and he may have very well been managing that and 
and hurt himself because mm-hmm. he was on pain meds and didn't feel something. Mm-hmm. Those are those are normal parts mm-hmm. of or being in a sport. It could have been like like JLB mentioned. It could have been food poisoning, you know. Yeah. Um. But at the at that point, you know, you need at, to tell us company, what's going on. You need on. to tell us what's going on. Um. And if you're legitimately got food poisoning, we need to pull you off. And I, I you know, I think some of this has to do with uh, Jeff Hardy still is part of the the middle of the old old wrestlers group where we got to be tough and we got to push through things and, and go out there. Yeah. Whereas there's a new generation of wrestlers out there now who do understand that you got to look after your own health. Right. Yeah. And so the, these wrestlers now don't typically take things like steroids. They don't take HGH, you know, the other stuff like that. They, they try to be natural, all of this stuff. And when they're injured and, and legitimately, you know, feel like they can't wrestle, they say, listen, I don't think I should be wrestling. Whereas, 20 years ago and 30 years ago, wrestlers had this whole thing of push through the pain. You got to push through. You got to wrestle that 280 days a year. You got to wrestle 300 days a year, right? Got to be on the road. All yeah, the time. I understand your quad is ripped away from your, your mm-hmm. actual thigh bone, but, you know, at least finish the, do a pedigree. Yeah, finish the match, right? <laughs> you know? Do a pedigree. Jeez, what are you? What are you, a pussy? Whoa. Oh. Hey, fun fact, um, the origins of the word pussy have nothing to do with female anatomy. It's a cat. No, it actually uh, has to do with the French word uh, pousset. Um, Push. And it meant like weak Mm. um, in in this way. So anyways, so that's really what it came to. So so I can say it without being a misogynist. Yeah, so anyway, I, I guess I am applauding WWE, but I'm also saying... Either to Jeff or WWE, how did you make it out there? If, if this if this was something that could have been pre-existing enough that you stopped during the match. Now he did carry most of the match, from what I understand, too. He did, yeah. Like he was he was in the match for a good fifteen minutes. So like I was really shocked by how much he was doing, and I'm like, that's why I originally thought like when I had posted that on Twitter, I had like a crazy retweet bonanza. A bunch of people were commenting and all that, um, and like bonanza, and like and everyone's bonanza. like, oh, it's relapse, it's relapse. I'm like, listen, I I don't want to put any bad omens on anything. The fact that this guy did this match for 15 minutes though, and he looked halfway decent you know what i mean i don't know it's a house show maybe he wasn't pulling his full effort now we know what went on but it it was not a victory road scenario it was not a you you know a matt hardy after he did that thing where matt hardy wasn't necessarily doing a lot um it 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 just yeah like he he was in that match for quite a while and then it just he just collapsed so I almost feel like it could have been something to do with he was dealing something with pain. He took maybe too many uh, painkillers or something, and he just he was out of it. His stomach was just like telling him like, you know, he maybe was aching too much. And uh, this all leads to the broken skull session as well, where Jeff had mentioned that he is in a better place now, but he is he he hasn't been going back on the road yet. Um, and he is scared to do so. Uh, something along those lines. I'm paraphrasing, but he was scared to do so in the sense that, like, it it takes a uh, it takes a lot on your body and so on. And I get that, and all the other wrestlers do it. What makes Jeff special? But given Jeff's history, 
you know, it's a little different for you, but you clearly can't be doing house shows. Uh, you're, uh, it's clear to me that all that stuff that you did in TLC one and TLC two and TLC three and all your, um, Jeff Hardy flipped dues throughout the years. Now that you're older is taking a toll on you. And, uh, clearly you got to self-medicate in some way, shape or form. Uh, just cause, uh, I could only imagine how much pain the guy's in. I'm aching and I don't even wrestle, you know what well, I mean? And I'm older. Yeah. So like, I mean, he, here's one of the things, if you look at Matt Hardy versus Jeff Hardy, yeah, Jeff Hardy usually used to always do the more risky stuff than Matt Hardy did. Right. Mm-hmm. Jeff Hardy was the one who jumped off the top of scaffoldings and all that stuff. Right. Whereas right. Matt Hardy, but Matt Hardy about five years ago made a change in the way he wrestled. Um, And even more, three years ago, uh, he changed it, and now he's more of a brawler. He's more of a, you know, in-ring, you know, stuff rather than a high flyer. Uh, And Jeff needs to make that same sort of change for the safety of his body. He needed to make it years ago. The problem is, I think he, he... he thinks he likes that adrenaline though too, right? He also mentioned that on the broken skull. I think he likes the the, the adrenaline of the, of the crowd pop that comes from. I think it's well. Oh and, my and, god! And even more than that, I think he thinks the crowd needs him to do that. I think not he even thinks, it's, it's if a he stops on him. No, I, I I seriously think he thinks if he stops doing it, the crowd stops supporting him. I really do think that. And so he's like, I've got to do this. Otherwise, I fall out of favor with the crowd. And I, and I fall out of favor with the crowd. I don't have a job anymore. So I've got to do this to keep the crowd on my side. It's it's literally an adrenaline junkie thing. Because he also mentioned he does like uh, no, I, NASCAR I underst- and stuff like that. Or I understand what he says. Right. It says, right. I'm saying there's a deeper psychological ty- side to it. Mm. That he, he realizes his career was based so much on these high-flying risky moves that he feels if he stops doing them he loses his career mm, okay yeah it's possible so since jlb got two crimes i seven crimes whatever you got <laughs> i am gonna do one more and this crime goes to tony khan <gasps> okay it's a good crime oh okay <laughs> yay Regardless of what's happening, now we've made our own speculations and, and, and predictions of what we'd like to see happen. Tomorrow night, i.e. last night, yesterday, this. Yes. because you'll be watching this on Sunday, um, there's going to be some involvement of by TK with ROH's final battle, mm-hmm. which could also be their last show. Yeah, could um, be an is, aptly named is, pay-per-view. Yes, it is their last show. We know till April. No ifs, ands, or buts. Correct. Um, and we know that that signed AEW wrestlers like Jay Lethal will be performing there. Mm-hmm. Um, but props to TK for partnerships, regardless of what happens in the long run. And we've said this numerous times before, but we're going to say it again because the the partnerships scream of wrestling matters to me mm-hmm. not 
I matter to me, wrestling matters to me. Yes. And, like I, I made the, the joke. Run a wrestling company. I make the made the joke earlier that he could walk out and do the Vince McMahon. I bought the, but I don't expect him to do that because to him, having that other wrestling is better than not having it. Right. Correct. I don't. He I also don't, wants places for his for his wrestlers to go where he doesn't have to organize a tour nonstop. Yeah. I, I think there's an, an advantage to that. You want to work 280 well, days a year? Perfect. I go do it with somebody else too. <laughs> I, I also think it, it even comes right down there. to the whole uh, a rising tide raises all ships. Yeah. Right. What's all ships? Here's the deal: is he understands that if he becomes the only wrestling game in town, it's easy to become stale. It's what happened to WWE for the most part. And so having these other wrestling things around and and getting them up and lifting them up helps lift him up. It's why he partnered with Impact. It's why he is is uh, has done stuff with MLW and and New Japan right now and all this stuff because it's all about lifting wrestling as a whole. Well, because I mean, raising them raises him up. Here's an example. Um AEW is not the reason for this podcast. A WWE show is the reason for this podcast. We went to a WWE show. Uh, we hung out for an hour afterward, just mm-hmm. chit chatting and bullshitting. So we got to give them that that prop. Well, but and, and even 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 more than that show, we did it for years as coworkers. Yeah, where yeah. where we would we would stand. You know, you'd take your smoke break at work, and I'd come out. And we'd stand there for. I do no such thing. I would not taint my body with this, with this (laughs) nicotine. He is a liar. (laughs) Anyway, Uh, but but no, um, we would go out and we'd talk about it. Yeah, you know, all all day. So much that our bosses got a little frustrated with us at times because you guys are talking about wrestling again. Yeah, you're talking about wrestling. Hey, you know, you should get on the phones. Yeah. Have you, you made your calls? Do you think the conservative and the liberal are going to be besties based on politics? No, we're besties <laughs> on wrestling, man. So anyway, the other piece to that, that that is a huge chunk to this, would I know who Sammy Callahan was without TK? Yeah. Would I know who Moose was? Yeah. Would I know who Chris Bay was? Well, you should if you know who Moose was. No, because Moose I, has I been around for Eddie a lot Edmund longer. Was. Yeah, here's the deal. Moose has but been Chris around Bay for a long time. Chris Bay hasn't been a title shot. No. I mean, and here's he's, the deal. he's been in the picture, but he hasn't held the title. <laughs> and mm. you could argue, would Chris Bay have gotten the options that he had in Impact Wrestling if there wasn't a AEW raising the tide? Would you know? Anderson and Gallows have been able to elevate impact mm-hmm. if not for the the um young bucks being on on aew yeah they had to have been competing with the young bucks or they'd have been oh on that other us product while the young bucks are overseas mm-hmm. like there's so much that was done in those partnerships that helped Really raise everybody, mm-hmm. and like you said, the right a rising tide raises all ships. Yep, even more than that. Like, um, if it wasn't for AEW, would you know who MJF is? No, not he, a chance. he was actively wrestling on the MLW, 
yeah. we were wrestling fans. He was on MLW. We weren't watching MLW. We had a hard More time finding it. Orange Cassidy. Orange Cassidy. Literally, yeah. the very first pay-per-view, Orange Cassidy came out. And you and I both watched mm-hmm. several hours of Orange Cassidy yeah. matches after uh, we were sending them back and forth to each other. Sammy Guevara. Yeah. Would he have maybe gotten signed to Impact or, or WWE? Possibly. We can't say <laughs> would, though. Right. I acknowledge that you said But without a um, gender, we don't. Nobody You acknowledge, but you don't bless me? How dare you? <laughs> I acknowledge, but I don't bless. God damn it. But um, I didn't say anything about not blessing. I just acknowledged. That's all. He put the not blessing on it. Uh, I bless in the you. Mouth. Thank Anyways. you. Thank you. Thank you for someone finally blessing me. Gosh. Uh, it's a crime in itself. The, you know, there, there's a whole whole bunch of of AEW wrestlers, original AEW wrestlers, and we're not talking about the Kenny Omegas, the Young Bucks, or you know, so on and so forth. Th- those all had built their own names. Britt we Baker. Knew. Anyway, yeah, Britt Baker. Yeah, what was it uh, five years ago last week? Britt Baker. Uh, well, no, wasn't. Yeah, it was five years ago. Five years ago last week, Britt Baker wrestled on WWE in a squash match where she lost to Nia Jax. Right, that would have been all we'd ever seen of Britt Baker, probably. Yep. Right. No. Um, Hikaru Shida. We didn't watch Stardom. No. We probably never would have seen her. Um, Riho. You know, half of that women's division. Penelope Ford. Um, Nyla Rose. Yeah, Nyla Rose and I mean, Anna J. Yeah. You know. And and so many of the, of the men's division as well, you know. Like I mentioned, Sammy Guevara, but the Fuego del Souls, the you know, so many of those young up and comers, the pillars. Cero, mm-hmm. How brothers. crazy! How much crazier uh, Leo Rush is. Yeah, you know what I mean. Uh, compared to what he was shown in WWE. Mm-hmm. Like, now he's so fast. Yeah, he's oh. super. Now I remember seeing him in Ring of Honor, um, and and knowing. And that's part of why I was so frustrated with the way WWE treated him, even in, during his time in NXT, is that they never truly let him fly, because he is, he is fast. Pun he is, is always fast. intended. Yes, he is just wicked fast. Um, it's crazy, and so AEW is allowing him to kind of flourish. Um, but the they're doing it because they're based, our last based domestic on domestic exposure to Cody would have been mm-hmm. Stardust. Yeah. I mean, you know what? At this rate, with my amount of hatred towards Cody and his entrances, yeah, I think I might have been fine. I'm, (laughs) I'm, I'm still saying that. Um, I'm, I'm choosing to believe that we're we're still being worked by Cody. That this is all part of the plan. That we're hating him because he wants us to hate him. But, anyways, um. I bless you with wisdom via strife. <laughs> <laughs> this is your strife, Cody Rhodes. <laughs> oh. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> After that Liberty promo, everything went downhill. I was like, no, I just hate your guts now. I think you're silly. I think you're too cocky. I think you're whatever. And I hope you're right, because then those, I would be totally swerved. Those, and- those, are, those are all things that we put on our heels. That they're too cocky, that they take take credit for things that aren't theirs. Um, that was, I think, the beginning of the work. To be perfectly I so. honest, I hope so. I hope you're right. 
I mean, here's the deal. I, a perfect example. He's he's teasing it so much. This week, this week on Dynamite, Sammy Guevara comes out to talk about his uh, TNT title open challenge thing, right? Um, and he's standing there talking to, I believe it was Tony Schiavone. Um, and before he gets more than a couple words out, you hear uh, Cody's theme song hit, and he comes out, and he says, I can't, I'm not going to, go word for word on it but he says as a fellow good guy to a good guy i wish you luck on your open challenge i'd like to inform you that as of right now tony khan has booked your match for next week's dynamite against me um Hmm. which which is hints at this whole good guy face me sort of thing and then he starts to walk towards the heel ramp before going oh and turning and walking to the to the face entrance right this is all calculated cody Rhodes things all of this stuff to make us go oh no he just keeps forcing this face on us he keeps forcing this that he's a good guy on us they were we're, i think we're gonna get the turn i don't think we're i don't know if we're gonna get it during sammy i I sincerely hope that, uh, yeah, well, I, I worry that revolution is pushing it too far because they did announce the official date for revolution and it's not till March 6th, I think. Oh, snap. Um, and I think that's a little bit too far to push this out. Um, now if I were doing it, I would have him lose to Sammy Guevara and snap and after the match, just destroy Sammy Guevara, you know. Mm. Hit him with a couple crossroads, maybe a low blow first, all of that stuff, and that would be a thing. But I think they're going to move a little bit longer before they do that. I, I think the the big thing on that particular piece um, is they'll work it until people are sick of it. Like, here's the thing: good guys don't have to tell people they're good guys. It is a frustration of mine on social media when people are like, I'm the good guy. I, mm-hmm. I Nothing drives me crazier than hearing people say, well, I'm the good guy, so I'm a good person. So mm-hmm. so this shouldn't be happening. I don't understand why, why a good person has struggles. I'm a good person. Oh, okay. Uh, well, you shouldn't have to tell people if you're a exactly. good person. That's it. Like it should be know. acknowledged. Acknowledge my goodness. <laughs> it's why we hate Roman. Mm-hmm. Acknowledge yeah. my greatness. No, but it should be acknowledged in the sense that if you do a good thing, you're you know you just you're you just do you it. Really, you shouldn't have to get acknowledgement for it. Somebody yeah. shouldn't have to tell you. Right. Well, you're not doing hey, it. Good job at, at helping the little old lady across the street. Right. I'm not. You, yeah, you don't need applause for doing a good thing. No, but that's what I'm saying. I'm not saying you're doing it because you're a good person. The only way you'll know if you're a good person, though, if someone tells you, if you, if someone yeah. acknowledges it. Hey, by the way, you did this really great thing. The Rock doing the People's Choice Award uh, for the for the uh, Make a Wish person. He gave her his freaking People's Choice Award, and then uh, what was his saying? Um, it's 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 
it's nice to be important, but it's more important to be nice was his quote, <laughs> which he got from somewhere else. And at the, this guy just, you know what I mean? He does stuff for the kindness of his art. He gave a truck <laughs> to a, a former yeah. Marine vet. But he did it on camera. Yeah. But you know what he yeah, didn't do? But- he didn't say, as a fellow good person, yeah, I am giving right. you this. Yeah. So right. there, there, there was some in in the words of the movie Fight Club. There was some masturbation on the. I acknowledge behalf. that you sneezed again. Bless you. There you wisdom go. via strife. <laughs> anyway, um, there, there, there's a certain amount of, of. In the words of of the movie Fight Club. Um, self-improvement is masturbation. There's a certain amount of masturbation in terms of of getting recognized. I'm going to do this thing on camera. Mm-hmm. But there's even more in saying, look at me do this thing on camera. Well, I mean, right. to, to, to get a little bit I'm out of wrestling, it's like when, when a major multi-billion dollar corporation says, look at how good we are. We're going to donate a portion of our profits when you buy this certain thing to charity. Um, but first, you have to buy this thing from us, right? You have to give us your money first, and then we'll give some of that to a charity. Um, versus a corporation saying, hey... Just so you know, we've donated $2 million to blah, 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 corporation. There's a big difference between it, right? Um, One of them is, look at how good we are. Look at how good we are. And the other one is like, we did a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, and here's the deal is, this was Cody Rhodes going, look at how good I am. I am such a good guy. I am challenging Sammy Guevara to his face, and I'm saying I am a good guy, and you're a good guy. We are both good guys, and I'm going to leave through the good guy entrance because I'm a good guy, which is entirely a work because it's entirely him actually saying I'm really a bad guy, but I'm pretending I'm a good guy. Yeah. I hope you're right. I hope you're right. Because I'm really bad. I, I just feel like... I feel like he's also stubborn and doesn't want to be a bad guy. Mark my words. He will say you have a job because of me to someone. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, for sure. He will That's go that good. far heel. And I am be, so good. We will hate him for it, and we will love him for it. I gave so everyone fun. a job here. I yeah. gave. I started this company yeah. the with thing is, four fellow friends. Yeah. The Probably. thing is, here, here's the deal is the AEW fans aren't used to it, but Cody has been heel before. And he is fucking good good at being heel. He was really good in Japan as a heel. Mm -hmm. But he also was really good as dashing Cody Rhodes. And you were just like, man, you're a prick. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, the whole thing in the early days before, before AEW, when he was in Bullet Club, the whole thing with, is he trying to take over Bullet Club? He was manipulating things behind the scene. He was looking straight at Cody, uh, at Kenny Omega, being like, "No, I'm not the bad guy." But mm. secretly, he was the bad guy. Mm. So, anyway, I'm your friend. Yes, 
So we'll we'll go ahead and move on from this because I, I want to talk a little bit about my crime. There you go. So my crime, it's it's a positive in a way. Um my crime is to the two people who we talked about on the fantasy booking a bit, Kyle O'Reilly and Johnny Gargano. And they did basically what we mentioned that we thought they were gonna do. Uh Kyle O'Reilly came out. And just got absolutely demolished by Von Wagner in a cage and went out on his back. His last match in WWE will be a loss to an up-and-comer, right? Um, and then uh, NXT, Johnny Gargano came out and gave his whole farewell speech and his tell-all. And what happened? Fuckface McFuckstick. I don't remember his name. Came out and just destroyed him. I don't remember his name. Who the fuck is this? Don't care. Uh, in the end, McFuckstick. Yeah, fuckface McFuckstick. Um, he it's came a out rough and rough name for a wrestler. Yeah, it is. You can't even <laughs> say your name on the air. Yeah, well, well, it's even more, especially if you're a face. Howdy, I'm <laughs> fuckface McFuckstick. I can make it work. I'm a good guy. <laughs> Hi so, guys, I'm fuck mace, uh, fuckface McFuckstick. Fuck How mace. are you doing? So, um, <laughs> so both of them effectively went out on their backs, which which this is why it's it's a positive crime. Because that's what you're supposed to do. When you're an established star of some sorts and you're leaving a company in wrestling, mm -hmm. the way to do it is go out on your back. You come in on your back, you go out on your back. Oh, my back. Uh, and and they both did it. They both put over the young up and comers. They're gonna be fine. They're gonna go to wherever they go. Um, Johnny Gargano tried to make it in his speech uh, sound like he he might be back. I don't know what my future holds. I'm gonna take some time to do some stuff and and everything. But then then I might be back. Well, you might see me in the future. Oh, he's all not, Adam Cole baby style. Yeah, he's not coming back, right? I, I think John Moxley I mean, did a very similar speech. Yeah, maybe I think John Moxley, when he was leaving as Dean Ambrose, did a very similar speech, right? In the interview, yeah, and then and then not really. If days afterwards showed up at AEW, um, yeah, but he literally and said, shot if, interviewed left and right on WWE, yeah, he's like, no, but he's like, if the chips are in order, like. I was like, okay, you're obviously coming to freaking double or nothing. <laughs> he Bullshit. said that with the Michael I, Cole interview. I, I, here's the deal. Remember, when he was leaving, everything WWE thought is he was going off to film a movie. All the reports were he's not going to come to double or nothing because he's in Vegas. Or he's someplace filming a movie. He had gone so far with this that he arranged a cover story with an actual Hollywood movie maker that they were filming a movie. They had a title for the movie. They had a plot synopsis. They had a character oh, really? that he was playing <laughs> for the movie. And he left with this whole concept of he might come back to WWE. He's leaving on good terms. You know, he's not going to another company. He's not quitting because he doesn't like WWE. He's, he's letting his contract expire so he can go pursue other things. And then days later, he shows up at AEW and then fucking goes shoot interview on WWE from then on, right? 
here's the deal. Johnny Gargano gave this whole, I might be back. I don't know what the future holds for me. I'm going to be a dad in a couple months. And so that's my focus now. Who knows what's going to happen? And hours after his contract is done and he's no longer under contract to WWE, he reopens his Twitch stream and he opens up a pro wrestling tees store. Keep in mind, pro wrestling tees is the same company with AEW, right? Yeah, but that's where everyone else. Sami Zayn had his El Generico shirts up on Pro yeah. Wrestling. No, I, I, I get it. It's the reason they called it the Pissant T-shirt company, though. Yes, it's the easiest way for a pro wrestler to make money outside of WWE. Put up a T-shirt, sell it there. But my point is, if you legitimately were thinking, I might go back to WWE in a few months, I'm going to take some time, like his interview, uh, his his promo made it sound like, I'm going to take some time to be a dad and do all of this stuff. And I might be back next year. If you were legitimately thinking of that, he wouldn't have had fucking designs ready for pro wrestling tees. They didn't yeah. whip those True. designs up in an hour. Right. Those designs yeah, yeah, were yeah. made behind the scenes in his last month in WWE. He knew he was going to be putting up this pro wrestling tees store a month ago when he contacted them to start making designs. Right. Um, I mean, it could also it could also be too. Did he have a pro wrestling tease thing before when he was in the indie indie shows? Indie. He, he some of these designs could be old, not old, but like stuff he had already too. Right? Um, you you say that except um, you say that, but you say, you that, say that, but, but it's back. Um, he's a good guy. He's a good guy, ladies and gentlemen. You, my my, my point is um. His t-shirts are Johnny Wrestling is back. He wouldn't have had that t-shirt before he, he left. Right. No, no, no. Uh, I'm referring to just Johnny, like Johnny Gargano, Gargano, believe in yourself, which was the whole focus of his final promo. Right. Believe in yourself. Right. Johnny Gargano, bet on yourself. That was he said that on NXT. You right. will never regret betting on yourself. Um his his whole pro wrestling tees shirt store is all new designs based off of the stuff. Okay. Cause he didn't call himself Johnny wrestling. He was just Johnny Gargano. Oh, Johnny oh, wrestling okay. is, is a nickname that came up in NXT. Oh, okay. So all I of these shirts that, that say a... Johnny wrestling, Johnny wrestling with a spider that looks awfully similar to the, uh, uh, into the spider verse spider. Um, <laughs> Marvel Which, lawsuit. Dum, 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 well, dum, I'll just point dum, out dum, that um that spider didn't exist when he last had a PWT shirt. Uh uh, so so that's my point. Is he he had this all planned. Now we don't know about Kyle O'Reilly because he hasn't put up a uh shirt right now. He hasn't he's been basically radio silent since. Right. But Kyle O'Reilly doesn't quite have the um fan base. Following yeah, the fan base, the following that Johnny Gargano has. So, right. so, uh, Kyle O'Reilly could literally just kind of exist for a bit and then come back and, and be fine. Mm -hmm. Um, but both of them are officially free agents, they can <laughs> sign wherever they want to. Uh, we could see either of them show up on Winter is Coming, Winter is Coming, or impact uh on on thursday mlw 
ROH tomorrow or ROH yesterday. tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, we, we literally, I mean, why not? See, yeah. We I literally can see tomorrow. any of that stuff happen. Um, we don't know. And it's exciting. Cause here's the deal. Those, those are two, especially Johnny Gargano. Those are wrestlers that I would love to see get a fair shake someplace. Right. Uh, Johnny Gargano, I've said before, I firmly believe is one of the best natural baby faces um, out there. And for him to come in and get a main event level feud in anything would help highlight him. So, But my, my reason I, I still say it's a positive cry is because they did what they're supposed to do, right? They let their contract expire. They, they kept things nice with their company while they were there. They went out. They allowed the company because so many. Do you think Charlotte, if he, if Charlotte were to ever leave WWE for someplace else, do you think she's going out on her back? Bro, she would get her full-fledged promo just like Gargano should have gotten. That really pissed me off, bro. I get it. Lie on your back when you're leaving the company. Cool mm-hmm. story. But this is a guy that helped build your NXT brand, though. You know what I mean? And you he wanted to continue building it. Right. I guess. Um, he, remember that NXT brand also helped build him. Yep. Okay. So, but on, but in, in the end, you know, like I said, it's all. It's. I don't care if you're Johnny Gargano and about to leave and go to another promotion and wrestle there, or you're a sixty-year-old wrestler who has to retire and can't wrestle anymore. You're Kurt Angle or whatever. You go and in fact, God, if, he's not sixty, man. He's not sixty. Jesus I, Christ. I, I threw it out there after saying things, but in the end, in fact, it was my frustration with the way Kurt Angle left is that Kurt Angle did not go out on his back. Kurt Angle did his retirement match and he had to win, right? He didn't choose what his retirement match was though either, so. Well, yeah, but you and I said before, Kurt Angle should have gone up against one of the younger up-and-comers Maybe a Baron Corbin, maybe a Chad Gable. He went up against the Baron Corbin and won. And he should have lost. That was the next step of it. He's only 53. You put seven years on him. That is an American legend, my friend. Dare you. You give him his years back, damn it. Nope, nope. (laughs) Here's the deal. I guarantee you, you ask him, he says he's got 60-year-old knees. That's fair. (laughs) <laughs> and definitely a 60 year old neck oh he might even shit. say his neck is 70 <laughs> but, well that's what happens when you win an olympic gold medal and you win it with a broken freaking neck so 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 that's that's my my crime there now in in the end there is a part for wwe in this whole thing that i have to say is is i i think both of them would have been better off doing this at the pay-per-view rather than on the fallout yes. show afterwards. Right? Agreed. Yeah. Um, but uh, I, I so, so enjoyed hearing rebel heart one more time before, because we're probably never going to hear that again, or at least not for years here. Johnny Gargano's rebel heart. And that's one of my favorite WWE entrance musics and we haven't heard it for the last year or so because he's been a heel and had the right, Gargano true. family whatever so, yes but on that note we will go ahead and move on to uh misdemeanors and commendations 
so I guess I'm gonna give my accommodation. Do we do accommodations first or misdemeanors first? Do them oh, both. I've decided to start putting them all together so you can jump back and forth because hey, fuck, it you. didn't it didn't ever matter before. I'd say misdemeanors, and you'd be like, Well, it's pr- it's probably more accommodation. So I'm like, fuck it, whatever. <laughs> Put them together in one thing. All right, cool. Just tell us what it is. is it accommodation <laughs> or misdemeanor. You're the one who invented the positive crime. Yeah. Yeah, I still called it a crime. I said it's a positive crime. I said it from day one. I said some of these crimes will be positive. Yeah. That's fair. That's fair. Anyway, what is it? What do you got? What do you got? What do you got? So I I will give um, commendation to Brock Lesnar. For being a lumberjack. For being a lumberjack, um, but also like for his mic work now, his easygoing, I'm soft-spoken, but I'm a beast is now actually working well to his favor. I know you don't watch SmackDown because uh, Sling TV, um, but uh, I'm sure, Fabe, you watched it. No? Okay, fair. So he had a great promo with Sami Zayn. Uh, they mentioned that they were both Canadians and whatever. Like, it was really, like, I really enjoy. Now, I don't know if it's, again, Brock sounded good on the mic because he was also with Sammy, who's obviously uh, a superstar on the mic. Uh, but it was pretty badass that now we actually get to see some good Brock mic work. And... Uh, and I guess just that segment, it made also, we didn't think we were going to see Sammy again. Maybe his contract was just going to run up and that's it. Uh, they Sammy still got his ass kicked at the end by Brock, uh, but it was at least a well-decent promo and it, and we got to at least see Sammy um, do what he does best in his heelish fashion. Uh, so, accommodation goes out to Brock, Sammy, and uh, the creative team who developed that segment. I thought that was spot on, and it made, this time around, everyone look good, or how they were supposed to look. Um, so, that is where my accommodation is going there. Okay. So, I've got my first commendation. Goes to this guy. It's not going to focus on it. Oh, that's a valid one. Hook me in. I was hooked. They sent Hook, and Hook was good. And Hook <laughs> is now officially All Elite. Um, We talked about this prior to the, the, the show a bit, but I just get into it here. Uh, Hook came out, did everything he should have done for a debut. He was good in the ring. Uh, he looked good. He he looked aggressive. He looked mean. Um, and he, he went against Fuego del Sol, destroyed Fuego. I would have preferred Fuego to have a little bit more offense just to make Hook look like stronger in the end. But that's wasn't a very nitpicky. Wasn't a, a total job, though. It wasn't yeah, like, no, uh, it wasn't, you know? that's a very nitpicky thing. Oh. That just means that a little bit more. But but in the end, the only problem I really had with it is I fucking hate his hair. I think that's um, the point, though. Yeah. <laughs> I fucking hate it. But he looked good. The thing is, I, I look at him, and much like I look at Dominic Mysterio, 
I look at him and then I look at his father, Taz, and then I look back at him and then I look at Taz and something doesn't add up in my brain. Right. Uh, <laughs> Taz, nothing like Taz. Taz is a little short, little fire plug of a, of a person. And Hook is tall and muscular and lean. And I... the difference between him and Taz or him and Dominic is he's not trying to be Taz. Mm-hmm. He did do yeah. some really cool, cool suplexes, though. <laughs> yeah, um, he's like yeah. MMA oriented. Doing, uh, doing suplexes is very different than. No, I agree. Doing he, a six point nine. Yeah, <laughs> he also doesn't suck, um, yeah, and that's a big difference between him and Dominic. <laughs> yeah. um, I'll take that. I've said it before. I think Dominic wouldn't be so bad if he wrestled as a big man. Or at least a medium-sized man, medium-sized but he man. tries to wrestle as a little guy. He, he can uh, be a high flyer, mm-hmm. but he can't be as a high flyer that has the speed of Rey Mysterio. And, yeah. and he could be like the Austin Theory. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I mean like, that's, that's that's his build. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. no, or, or a Sammy He's, Guevara, or, a, or yeah, yeah, you know, one of those. But, but anyway, would break Ray's uh, little Hulk, heart. Hook was really, really good. And yep. so I'm I'm all for him and I'm excited to see what they do with him. I was nervous going into this because so often I was I was nervous that it was going to be another Dominic Mysterio sort of thing. Or and I God, I feel bad even bringing up a Brock Anderson sort of thing. Um who's Brock Anderson? Arn Anderson's son. Oh who wrestles in AEW. Yeah. And is he's not I don't want to say he's bad, he's just bland. Yeah, that's that's the perfect explanation. You know, <laughs> that that said though, I mean take away the promo skills from Arn. And Arn, Arn is, is pretty bland. bland. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the problem is Brock Anderson doesn't have the promo skills of Correct. Arn. So he's got which all means, the bland and none of the going to be a jobber. Mm-hmm. And and here's the I mean it's it's fine. AW all wrestling companies need jobbers. What yeah. you don't need is your jobber to uh be the much hyped son of a legend, right? Yeah. Yes. Br- bring him in as a jobber, but give him another name. And or, un- or as as the disappointment. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I just say just give him another name, let him wrestle for a while as a jobber. If he gets to be good enough that you decide to promote him, you you give him a haircut and you spit shine him up, and then you have him re-debut a few months later as Brock Anderson, and we'll all fucking roll our eyes and be like, "Oh, that's the guy we knew," but we'll pretend and we'll be fine. So, yeah, yeah, and but. maybe that's what WWE is in retrospect is doing with Brock Anderson. They want to see anything with Brock Anderson because he's an AW. Um, you mean, uh, you mean, uh, Braun Breaker? Braun Breaker, yeah. Well, no, the problem is, uh, A, Braun Breaker is good, B, they're not letting him be a jobber, they're pushing him to the main event. Um, and so they're they're doing the exact opposite, right? Well, but I mean, if once he goes to WWE, they might end up saying, Hey, let's Steiner it up now, let's let's go off your name now. Okay. They're they're not going to for this reason and this reason alone. 
trademark. This is where this is where WWE and AEW differ. WWE is so focused on we have to control the trademark so that we can get all the money off merchandising and then mm-hmm. divvy out a little bit to the guy, right? Whereas mm-hmm. AEW is like, listen, the wrestler is going to own their trademark, right? So let's let the wrestler have their trademark. We'll take a cut of the merchandise as long as it says AEW on it. Right. Um, and, and we'll roll on. And so so if WWE was trying to do what or AEW is doing. You want to be on our on our PW Pro Wrestling Tees. Mm-hmm. You know, okay, you're gonna pay a fee to be on here. Yeah, you're well, they take a cut of, of each sale, right? Yeah. It's 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 the simple fact is you know. It, here's the deal. WWE says, we're going to take all the profits and give you a cut. AEW and Pro Wrestling Tees are like, we're going to take a cut and give you the rest. Right? Right. And you can determine how much you're worth. Mm-hmm. And so uh, WWE is never going to let Braun Breaker be Braun Steiner. Uh, it's why they didn't even want to give him Braun Steiner in the original. They wanted him to be Rex Steiner or Rick Steiner, Rex, you know what I mean? Because they wanted to have control over it. And when they realized using the Steiner name, they would never be able to have control over it because the Steiners have their name. That's why they went with Braun Breaker. And that's why they're never, even when he comes to the main roster, they're going to be like, no. No, you're still Braun Breaker. You're still Braun Breaker. Or just Braun or Breaker. I feel like it would be Breaker. (laughs) So. Oh. Anyways, um, there's something else I was gonna gonna say, not directly related to uh, Hook, but while I think of it, anyone other commendation or misdemeanors? I feel like I should. I feel like I don't. I mean, that isn't redundant, like Nikki Ash and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm just beaten the same doors that other podcasts do. I mean, I, I guess I'll give a misdemeanor for the fact that um, Shinsuke has been like IC champion for, I don't know, more than four months and he's only had one title defense. Um, I get they don't do much with the IC championship, but holy hell, man, when you have talent like Shinsuke, make him do an open challenge like every freaking week. Uh, so misdemeanor on WWE losing out on cashing in to what could potentially be amazing wrestling on Friday nights with Shinsuke versus whoever for the IC title. And using their titles. Like, goddamn. Yeah, well, I mean, again, raise your hand if you're surprised that WWE is misusing Shinsuke. Mm. <laughs> yep. <coughs> it's really hard to drink that way since now. day one. <laughs> it is. Very <laughs> that, that that's way. part of why it was so frustrating uh, watching it in the first place. Is like that. That's the harder way to drink, man. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you have to go out of your way to drink like that. <laughs> it was like the Whopper commercials back in the day, but I had these little hands. I can't eat the Whopper. <laughs> so, my um, hands are so tiny. I have to hold this water. I, I, I remembered my other commendation. 
My commendation hey. goes out to Trent, aka Trent Beretta, for apparently winning the trademark on the Beretta name. Um, oh, I know he filed for it like a year ago, but the fact that he came back from his injury, his spinal fusion, uh, uh, showed up with his mom, which was awesome. Yep. Uh, and came to the ring and looked fucking jacked, by the way. Um, but they, uh, Excalibur made a very specific point to multiple times say, it's Trent Beretta. He would, he would not have done that if they weren't confident that he had the trademark right, right now. So commendation for Trent for getting back his full name. Do you know who he was fighting against for Beretta? Like the WWE, WWE company? WWE. He, oh. he wrestled as Beretta in WWE. Oh, snap. Okay. Now, here's the deal. If it's somebody else, if it's a fake last name, don't even fight it. But if it's your real last name, don't be a douche flute. His last name is Beretta, like legitimately? I don't actually think so. Well, I'm gonna but did he have it before he would I think he had it before WWE. though. Mm. There's 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 two arguments. Like if if you only have that name in WWE, Diesel yeah, is his really name good is uh, Gregory Marsculio. Uh, but he went by Trent Beretta before he was in WWE. I believe so. Let's look up the Wikipedia page to get it all. Do, do, do. Let's see. Professional wrestling career. Um, you know, you could donate he, on Wikipedia for all the times that you use it. Yep. He really uh, he started off under the name Plasma with a Z. Plasma. Um, but then... Uh, do, do, do. Uh, he tried out for a WWE under the name Greg Cardona. Oh. Uh, and then went to FCW under the name Greg Jackson, and then later changed to Trent Beretta. So he's kind of the tool here. Well, but he, I mean, here's the deal. is, is he, he, I don't think he was in a long legal battle. I think it was he filed a trademark request for it, and it just took a long time for it to get... Uh, released to him so fair enough so it probably mean more means that wwe just wasn't wasn't fighting it anymore mm. now on top of it in in wwe he wrestled specifically as just beretta not trent beretta anymore so that's probably the big thing there is that he he gets the trademark for trent beretta not just beretta, not beretta. okay i do want to say a quick misdemeanor to um, to Facebook for listening to our podcast and putting up the Woozer uh, haptic feedback ad <laughs> on here when this is the first time I've really talked about it in front of things. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I'm I'm gonna give a small misdemeanor to Malachi Black for uh being shitty with the Black Mist. Um, and it's more because he his aim is so bad. Like he sprays it's, the black mist in people's faces, and he misses their face entirely. He he, he can't see out of one of his eyes. His death yeah. perception is off. 
It's not depth perception. Have you seen how fucked up did his you, face is from it? Did, did you see him uh, spit his black mist at Julia Hart? Well, he missed her entirely and hit uh, fucking uh, Brian Pillman almost square in the face. Brian Pillman was standing like three feet to the right of. It's almost like that's part of the storyline. Maybe they played it off like she got hit in the face like crazy. But and she barely had any honor, and so I'm like, "Come on, man, get a little bit better, right?" I'm gonna give call, a misdemeanor to call up Buddha. I'm mm-hmm. gonna give a misdemeanor to anybody who's spraying mist out of their mouth. That's freaking disgusting. I I, I will <laughs> say I yeah I kind of I've had the heebie-jeebies on the the mist, especially during like a COVID ever since thing, COVID too. started. Right? Because <laughs> I had the heebie-jeebies on it in the nineties, spitting on yeah, people's. I, really I didn't. Gross. I didn't like it, but but once we're in a pandemic, because WWE did did uh, Oscar's green mist yeah. mist after COVID started, and I was like, nah, no, no, I'm 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 not sure that uh, in the middle of a global pandemic upper, upper respiratory virus, we should be spitting on anyone right now. Yeah. Don't think so. I mean, and I so, kind of don't believe you. You didn't even want to bless me when I sneeze, so I don't know. I call bullshit on that. Blessing is superstition. I don't believe that. Pandemics are science, and we just fucking lost him. He's gone. He's He said the bless me thing induced out. He's like... He's like, you didn't even bless me when I sneeze. Pew, pew, pew. <laughs> <laughs> okay. He'll be back. He's back. My bad. Pew, pew, pew. <laughs> you, won't, you won't bless me? Fuck I'm you. out. You won't bless me? <laughs> then I'm out. You don't bless me? Bless you. Out. Drop Mike. Bitch pudding. Bitch pudding. Did you uh, just say bitch pudding? Bitch pudding. It's it, 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 this is going to be a total non wrestling related thing, but look it up. It's um from uh, um um oh what was the fucking Cartoon Network show? Uh, Seth Green did. I'm totally blanking on the name. Robot Robot Chicken. chicken. <laughs> Robot Chicken. There we go. Thank you. Uh, Robot Chicken. Bitch look up Robot special. Chicken. Bitch pudding. Season seven, episode sixteen. So they did a whole bunch. It was it was uh, bitch pudding was their new character for Strawberry Shortcake, and uh, she's the best. She's the absolute best. But bitch pudding, pew pew. Ah, uh, so I'll be listening so that's, to this in the background, just so you know. <laughs> <laughs> bitch pudding's my favorite. My wife and I, every once in a while, we were like, "Bitch pudding." <laughs> oh, hi, bitch pudding. Anyways, um, but yeah, no, I, I just think if you're gonna do do uh, the green mist, black mist, whatever, you just need to at least be better at it. So, um, because I watched that and I was like, he didn't even hit him. I do think they're telling a storyline with it, but God, you gotta you gotta hit your target. Yeah, no, for sure. You know, someone who did hit his target and is my next commendation is freaking <laughs> is uh, Mr. Uh, oh, Jim Duggan himself for beating cancer, kicking cancer right in the ass because now he is cancer free. And oh! Uh, oh, congrats to Duggan and his family. And that is great news. And hopefully, JR. Uh, gets uh, as good news as Duggan did 
because JR is uh, doing a bunch of stuff, uh, a bunch of um, um, I, stuff for cancer too to try and beat it for his skin cancer, which is why he's not on AEW right now. So congrats to Duggan, and uh, hopefully JR gets those positive vibes uh, thrown at him and is able to do the same thing. So, yep. Yep, agreed. Yeah, yep. yeah. Thanks for bringing that up while I'm laughing at bitch pudding. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha, <laughs> cancer. <laughs> yeah, you're very welcome. You're like, very welcome. Any, like they're talking I mean, cancer. I got to stop watching. This is freaking hilarious. <laughs> I told uh, you. Bitch pudding I mean, is the best. It, it doesn't take much to make you look like an asshole, but um, didn't. <laughs> you got so serious. I'm scared now. And now a misdemeanor like... towards JLB. <laughs> Love you, bud. No, no, that's not going to work. <clears throat> but you did on that note, and everything. I'm sorry. If we're all done with commendations and misdemeanors, going once, going twice, sold. So we will go ahead and uh, draw this to a close. Close the book on the wrestling booking unit make sure to like share and subscribe to this podcast uh you can do that wherever you listen to it or watch it make sure to click the subscribe button if you're on youtube watching it there or facebook like the page twitter whatever uh share it with your friends uh and click the thumbs up button like it make sure to rate us on whatever podcast platform you're using give us five stars like on apple uh just like the number of stars we'll give Bitch Puddin, if you watch the Robot Chicken episodes with Bitch Puddin in it. Five stars. <laughs> um, otherwise, all of the links are going to be in the doobly-doos. You can go there to get your Piss on Podcast hat, your Ron Order WBU shirt, your signed autograph shirt for it. Who the fuck is this? Who the fuck is this? All of that stuff is up on the merch store. You can find the links to that in the doobly-doos. You can also uh, follow us on social media. You can follow me at raw and order wbu just like display it on the screen there unless you're going on facebook then it's at pissant podcast right you can follow da fabe at <laughs> da vincent k fabe but i never post or anything and it's only on twitter may god bless you with ample strife for your being a prick <laughs> Yeah, see, JLB. see, he was the one who was blessing you, and I was just acknowledging your sneezes. Anyway, yeah, DA Vincent came in. I forgot I had that part, or I would, I wouldn't have done the, the thing that makes me feel really awkward when Sparks does it to me and just sits <laughs> there and just. <laughs> see what happens when you just uh, keep watching Robot Chicken <laughs> on your own freaking podcast. One job, good sir. And hey, then you can follow JLB at wherever the fuck he is, but he's not up on screen because he's not sharing his screen anymore. So, so oh, look, there hey. he is. So I'll let him now come in here. Uh, you can, of course, follow me at JLB420, but Real Talk Radio is the brand at Real Talk Radio 8, anchor.fm slash RTR. And we should be back, I believe, on Tuesday. Correct? I believe we're, we're live on Tuesday again. Um, and then the the rest of this uh, uh, winter is, or the rest of this year is going to be winter a is coming. Yeah. yeah, it's going to be a little hit or miss at times. So we'll keep y'all appraised. But on that, 
Why am I still on the full screen? Because <laughs> I was uh, too busy trying to hold back a cough to click the button. Mm. Um, on that, we will go ahead and wrap things up and close the book on the Wrestling Booking Unit. Thank you all for listening or joining us. We will see you soon. Bless you, so... fuck face. <laughs> da, 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 da. Bitch pudding.